Welcome to Eyes Closed. In this episode, I want to go back in time. A little more than a year ago, I published a book and it's called Anchor. And I talked all about Chiron. It's an asteroid that helps us to understand in astrology where we've been hurt and where that hurt takes us. Because when we've been hurt, we learn a lesson, we shift, we go out of our of our matrix and we become something else. Sometimes it can be how we help others. I just wanted you to discover a few of those pages that I I prefer them beyond and everything else and I thought that those words would help us before the holiday seasons and also before anything else. We're closing a chapter, we're entering 2020, we're entering a new decade and I have no idea where it will take us, I have no idea where we will stand in 10 years before 2030, but I know where I stand now. And I know where I've been standing 10 years ago. I know all the things that we've accomplished within the last 10 years collectively and for me personally. It's not always been easy. It's not always been fantastic. It certainly doesn't look like what I dreamt of. In ways it's better. (laughs) In ways it's comforting to know that I'm still myself. And that my dreams didn't take me and change me into something else. So I want to read you parts of this book that involve astrology and human design and Sabian symbols and so many different things. They involve Reiki meditations, considering your shadows, prompts, writing reflections. It's, it's a manual, so you can print it out and write on it. I originally published it and this is this is what I'm holding in my hand. And in those pages I also channeled the Akashic records. So I'm gonna read you those pages because they are not my words. And and I think they are beautiful words. And I really, really want to share the message. So here it goes. Channeled. I invoked here the masters, teachers and loved ones of the Akashic Records. Only in my hands this workbook was filled with potential, but I knew it was to be a collaborative effort. Through letting my guides talk through me, the next pages came for you. I knew there was more that could be done, notwithstanding the value of my tools, but I also wanted to speak to the man himself, Chiron. I know you are helping me to reconnect to all of the wounds that are still living within. Yes, the wounds are not always done and gone, whether you witness them whether you witness them or not, they are here. Time is your ally. It really is helping anyone and everyone. Consulting the wound from time to time helps. 
but we don't need to obsess over them and certainly don't need to obsess over our own healing. It is important to have a fine balance between being and doing. Not to fall on the opposite polarities of superhealing and or being numb and unconscious. Being aware and on the lookout and living life. This workbook is a set of helping eyes in considering where we are being stopped by our own wounds that create boundaries and limiting beliefs. Those wounds repeat themselves throughout your life. The cycle goes on and on until the lesson is learned. It can be very, very, very painful to repeat and repeat. In a world of distraction, the cycles are barely noticed and worked through. It becomes an endless scrolling of the same feed. This wound will continuously try to show itself and rule you if you run away from its reality. Though whether you listen or not, it will impact your life. I found myself gazing at those wounds, opening up the surface, clothing, hiding it from society and myself. When I opened it, I discovered wounds, open, bleeding, putrefying, because I was not letting them heal with awareness, time, love and oxygen. The purpose of this workbook is helping you find this courage to remove the outer protective, disruptive layer. Yes, some of the matter of those wounds are very attached to the surface layer and removing it might frankly open the wounds again and hurt once again. But maybe for the last time, it will cleanse you. Owning your wounds, shadow, owning what is of you and letting it be shown to the world will entirely remove shame. It will entirely remove the mental pain and you will be left with the feeling and emotion of this wound. Your mind will not be busy trying to find the best mechanics to hide it from you, from the world, from reality, the reality. We run after entertainment, distraction, others, surface, the superficial costume we all put on to protect ourselves, the ego. The ego isn't bad. It's your shield against a world that doesn't accommodate for you. It's your protective mechanism that helps you to go on. But again, there is a balance. Here, you will find a bridge between your soul and your ego. Yourself is a mixture of both. It's time to give more and more spotlight into the backstage of the theater and see what the ego cooks up in the shadows. It will help you to be more of yourself, more true to who you are, closer to your essence. You'll find freedom to be you and not try to chase an ideal version that doesn't resonate with yourself, but that you still hunt down every day. We have moles and weeds and abundant flowers. Our garden lives on in the presence of love, rain, sun and oxygen. Remove the plastic chairs, the manufactured products that we put on the green lush grass. Every wound is a teacher, an ecosystem in itself. It thrives into delivering the most potent medicine for the time being. The universe, your body, the person in front of you is a mirror into your insight. Every single matter is a reflection of where you are and how you are inside.
your entity, your soul, your being. Not only the inside of your body is reflected outside. What is expressed and what is not yet expressed is already there. The wound just wants you to help yourself. By discovering what is your will and how you will make things happen for you. For you. This is not about fixing yourself. Not even about healing yourself. It's about deeply caring where you are. Knowing where you are. You are not lost. You know where you stand. What will be good for you in the moment. In not being so numb, defensive and outside of ourselves that we don't stop and live life. It's about finding your roadmap instantly, being in the moment. You are wounded not as a victim but as a warrior. Someone who understands rest, boundaries, depth and when and where to go from that. Allow yourself to feel what you didn't have time to feel because you were busy managing people, situations, for how they'd look otherwise. It's about dropping the weight of the world of illusions and understanding your first responsibility is you, how you feel, how you are. I wish for this entry to be a retreat within yourself, a space to acknowledge the urges, the limitations, and push through if you feel like pushing through. And to heal if you want to heal. And to let it be if you want to let it be. Don't run away from wounds without knowing where the wounds are. Stop. Pose. Witness. Feel the full wave. Rest. Soothe. Die, reborn, thrive. Thank you for listening to this extract. I know I lost my voice in there, but I always feel and keep it in and not try to remake the voice because it goes with the words and this is how I'm feeling. If you'd like to try this book, it's on my website. It's called Anchor, a class in soul archaeology. It will direct you through so many different layers of your astrology, of understanding your placements. It's a beautiful little manual workbook. I hope you enjoy those words. listening to those words and being under the current of a moon in cancer which is when the moon is transiting the zodiac sign of cancer which lasts about two days and a half every month and that's when everybody is connected emotionally to their heart to what it's been saying for a month and that's also when we react and try to protect ourselves Today I want to have this little personal episode.
a lot of you have been telling me that it's interesting to them to see me talk about my feelings and that it's been helping them to connect with their own feelings. I want to say that it's not easy for me to actually connect and process to my feelings. My feelings. Because I've done a lot of running to avoid facing them. And when I stop and I watch the wave and I go through my feelings, sometimes a part of me knows deep down that I am distracting myself with other feelings in order to avoid what is really deep down and that's why I do a lot of shadow integration that's why I really try to witness one of my thing is though that I stay really within the mind which makes for interesting episodes <laughs> but for a difficult human life I'm trying to listen to my heart more to feel it to sense it I'm trying not to run away a lot of coming back to France and being amongst my family in France is a way to stop running away which I was doing in Turkey but at some point I'm also wondering if I'm not running away from Turkey so you see I put myself between so many so many constructs It's usually when I speak with friends, when they ask me about my life, that I realize just how much I'm not handling it. That's criticizing myself. How much I'm actually having a hard time. And that must be a manifesting generator thing in human design, where I'm always in the go, go, go mood and... It's finally when I'm prompted that I can connect to my sacral chakra and see the response and witness it within my lips. A friend of mine asked me how I was doing and I said, well, I'm in France, but... <laughs> and I didn't know what was the rest of the sentence, but but, but that thing that, that lapses, that moment where I was like, oh yeah, I'm in this country, but... I realize how how unsettled I feel here. I wasn't born in France, even though I am French. And then I didn't live in France much. So it's a very strange energy. I really definitely feel at odds with it. I feel like I'm an outsider. I don't relate to the interests of my current society. I actually enjoy the old vision of France, like historic France. But yeah, it's not that easy. And I try to find pleasure in settling down here and signing up for healthcare and all of the different things and paperwork that I had to do in France. Trying to be an adult and, you know, doing all those things I try to to find pleasure that was not not mine to feel it was something that I was doing for others 
And I still don't know if it means I'm staying or I'm going. I have no clue. I want to be next to my loved ones. I want to be next to my family and friends. But I don't want to be on this land. <laughs> I really don't want to be here. And, and at some point I'm really starting to miss my old life now. Because it's been a while. It's been... Uh, Three months soon. I miss the waves. I miss taking a boat. I miss being a foreigner and not an outsider like I am in France. Um, there's a lot of really good things about being in France and having everything in my language. Even though I spoke Turkish, there was always a level of perception and understanding or even humor that I couldn't get in Turkish. So there's a lot of really good things that I experienced while being here and also in Turkey. And there's also a lot of difficult things. And on top of that, my grandmother died. And it's been so difficult because... Because I just got my <laughs> I just got my grandmother back. For many years, I was not in contact with my grandmother because I was forbidden to speak to her. Because my my mother had asked me to not be in contact with my family on her side. It was based on the fact that she felt attacked by them, so she needed to have support from her two children. So that's what we did. And so for more than seven years, I haven't talked with my grandmother. And a year ago, I... I contacted my grandmother, I crossed the line that I wasn't supposed to cross and I saw her and I went to France and I met with her again after so many years and we looked different, we both looked different and she had a different life, she had lost her second love of her life and she was happy to meet me, to see me, to discover, I guess, a new grandkid. And I saw how much time had passed and how much time I had lost. So I spent time with her. I went back to Turkey. We've been emailing each other for so many, so many months now. And when I came back to France, I went to see her in October and and it was good. I spent a week with her and we did adult things together. We went to the theater, we had great meals, we cooked and we, we did some gardening. We did stuff together. It was nice. It was really nice. And I was so happy to have my grandmother back and I was like, you know what, I moved back to France and it's not easy and... One of the reasons I moved back to France was because I had my family back.
because now it was not just about having my family on my dad's side, but it was about, you know, having different homes, places I could take a train to and spend time with people that I love and and spending the time that we have left together instead of emailing. And I was so happy about this. And then we learned that the, the last day we were together, she had a lot of stomach pain. She had arthritis, so she was taking a lot of painkillers. And because I was giving her Reiki, she was trying to go down on her prescription of painkillers. And I was giving her Reiki every two days, I guess, and it was helping her and she didn't feel the need to have those painkillers. And then she started to have a lot of pain in her stomach. And she drove me back to the train to go back to Paris. And two hours later, she had an appointment with the doctor. And the doctor prescribed her some things and after a few days it was not going better and they discovered she had cancer all over, everywhere, on her liver, in her intestines. And intestines is fine, we can cut it. We have seven meters of of guts so it's fine but the liver is different and and I was on and off on the phone with her every day with news on how it was going and and we believed that you know there was already a date for the operation and everything so we really believed that it was gonna get better we were in this stress and it was not getting better and she finally got hospitalized to maybe start a chemotherapy and they said you're actually too bad for chemotherapy so we're not gonna give it to you and i'm the one who entered the room a few minutes after she received that news from the doctor and that's the only time i saw her cry other than that she really held on and and was strained embodied and I told her Reiki. I told her how to give herself Reiki. And they said in the next week, depending on how you go, on how your health goes, we will define if you will get chemo. We might get you the chemo. And I spent three days with her at the hospital, holding her hand, giving her more Reiki than I could ever do. And... And being with her and it was super difficult but when I left she was better and the day after the doctor came in and said we gave you blood we gave you blood a blood transfusion and since then you've been really good so we're going to insert this thing so that you can get the chemo right away we don't even need to wait for a blood result on Monday today's Friday we're getting you that transfusion that 
that thing so that you can get the chemo and then it will start soon and that's when I finally cried and released all the anguish because I was happy because she would be saved you know I was gonna keep her and I was so happy even if it was maybe for two three years even if it means the whole world changes I'd still I'd still have her and and I cried for 10 minutes and she was still trying to speak to me on the phone but I was still crying I was so relieved and a lot of things happened that she she went down again and the doctor told us within the next week that it was the end she wouldn't get chemo because she wouldn't survive it and that was the only way that we couldn't give her a new liver we couldn't give her our own liver or a part of our liver if we wanted to it was just the end and they told us how she would die, how it would happen because of the liver reacting in a different way and sending everything back to the brain so everything would get fuzzy for her she would become less and less conscious and it would be kind of a quick end and not very painful and that made me even even more sad to have a doctor to describe to us the way it would happen I don't think that was very human but so I went back there and I spent every single day that I had left next to her, giving her Reiki again, being there for her, reading her the Psalm 91 for protection and the Psalm 23 to guide her towards knowing that if she dies, she's not alone. And it was so difficult for me to speak my, my my emotions instead of trying to hold her and and just be that you know the support which i had done with my grandfather and i told her what i felt and how it how it was sad and unfair and and she was pressing my hand she was unconscious but holding on my hand And then she left and and it has removed a part of me. Everything happened in a month. Within a few weeks of our last week together, going to the theater and eating and having fun, everything unraveled so quickly. It actually was six weeks after I left the holidays with her. In six weeks, she was decimated by cancer. And when we learned that she was gone, a part of my energy field just left. 
I was not functioning anymore and I know my field. I'm always in my field. I'm aware of what I'm supposed to be aware of and when I work with other healers they can see stuff that I'm not able to see because I'm not supposed to do everything on my own. But when she left, she she left. And a part of me left too. Now in retrospect, I, I don't know what to say. I don't even want to make it scientific and, and like a Reiki teaching or anything. I don't know. I'm just... I'm just sharing about loss and mourning someone and I think we don't talk about those because it's difficult and it's been difficult. It's been two weeks that she's gone and I'm, I want to speak with her, like I just really want to call her and, and be a grandkid. I want to hear her voice, I want to hear her worries, I want to give her Reiki and I want to talk about it the day after. I want to feel the way I felt when I was next to her and I want to make up for all the time that I lost. I'm not trying to hold myself guilty for it, but I am guilty for it in ways. I'm not always the kindest person. There's ways where she triggered me and I reacted and I'm not proud of having been triggered by her requests and maybe it was because it's genetic, maybe it's because it's all karma, maybe because it's family. I, I wasn't always the best grandkid. I've never been the best grandkid, I guess. I was just me. And it has led me into such a space of connecting to my inner child and connecting to myself and, and dealing with things that I wasn't dealing with, that I'm just, like, my heart is open. I'm feeling it at all times. My heart chakra is just, like, puking. <laughs> like when you've had too much alcohol and you're puking and it's so rough inside of your throat because the alcohol is also burning your throat once again or something like my heart feels like this like I'm puking 90 degree alcohol into it over and over I hope it's not too descriptive for you but this is really how I feel and I'm trying I'm trying to be okay I've I've stepped out of my role and my work towards others. I took time out and when I felt that actually I could pull myself up and and help others when I sensed my energy was good, I started working again and it's been great and now I'm exhausted <laughs> and I've given it my all and now I need to retreat again and be clean in my blankets and feed myself love because, you know, nobody's gonna do it for me in exactly the way that I need it. But I want to say that we often talk like my book Anchor talks about Chiron, which is the asteroid, you know, as we talked, who is the wounded healer. Because he's been wounded, he is able to be a healer. Because he's been hurt, 
He's able to connect to his divinity. He's able to connect to what makes all of us human and com connected com in community. And what makes all of us humans, what connects all of us as humans, you know, the fact that we are going to die. We are wounded sometimes. We have things that we have to view and vision that we have things to feel and that is a beautiful archetype but today I want to talk about the healing wound and not the wounded healer I don't want to talk about work I don't want to talk about Reiki I just want to talk about being human this is a wound that I have my heart is puking alcohol as I said this is a wound and holding myself but I'm not trying to make myself healed I will never be healed from this I will always be sad that someone that I love is not around and when we understand death we always think about wearing black for a few weeks and mourn and then it's done you know you have to do your mourning where you're not having fun, you're not getting married and all those things, you respect the fact that someone's gone. But to me, someone's death is as vibrant today as it was 10 years ago. Plus the loss of not having had them during all of the years that they were not there. My grandfather, whom I was so connected with on my dad's side, my grandfather left a year and a half ago and every time someone mentions him I do not have any control on what happens to my reaction my eye tears up my heart aches I smile I love him so much and I just talk about him with immense appreciation I just loved him so much and I love him so much and that's it so I might use the present tense because that makes me feel okay and because he's been around me the minute he came to the other side and we met and he communicated with me and stayed for a few months and then he left and then his spirit told me I'm going I'm just going I stayed for you and now I need to go and you need to let me go and I did and and now I'm missing him and I do miss him so much and it's the same with my grandmother I think you know it's been two weeks she said I'm sure that in two years I will feel the same way in my heart puking alcohol <laughs> That's, that's exactly how it feels. And what can I do about this? I can bring them in my memory. I can think about their beauty. I can think about the chance I had being with them. And I can celebrate their birthdays, give them offerings, celebrate the 1st of November, which is All Souls Day. I don't, I don't know how it's called in English. But, yeah, they are a part of my life. 
I wish I could call them up. I'm still calling them up, but nobody answers. <laughs> There's no one on the line. But I call them and I speak to them out loud and and it makes me feel connected. So I started this by saying that I'm not always connected to my emotions. But I'm connected to my emotions through talking to people who are either on this side or the other one. So by re responding, see, I always have a voice shift. It's always interesting. When I get deep into things, my voice shifts and I keep it on the episode. But uh, yeah. I'm feeling emotions through being connected with others. And when I'm on my own, it's a little bit difficult. That's why I I love the Akashic Records, because it's, it is others. Or my cards, or my spirituality, because I am not alone anymore. And this is what saved me. So as I, I close this chapter, I want to tell you that you're not alone. You're not alone. You can contact your friends and your family and, and maybe that's your way of handling emotions. Or maybe your way is different. But I don't know, I'm trying to get a moral out of this story. I don't have a moral, I'm just being human. That's, that is no hack, there's no tip. This is not a game. I really don't know what is the moral of this story, but take care. I'm gonna do my best to take care of myself. I'm gonna tend to my healing wound. I'm gonna love my wound. I I'm so happy that my heart is wounded rather than having never known my grandmother. And that feels like a notebook quote, but <laughs> she was amazing. And I got to meet her and she took care of me for so many years and we've been separated more than 2013, 2019, you know, we've been separated for years on end during my childhood for the same reasons. But we still knew that we would reconnect. I knew that even though right now we were not talking to my grandma, there would be a shift and my mother would change her mind and then we would get her back. But this is the time where it does not work that way. And that sucks. Yeah, well, that sucks. And there's nothing I can do about it. You see, I'm not gonna give my myself freaky or anything because I'm being human I'm not trying to skip <laughs> the feeling yeah that's it mm, have a wonderful week <laughs> have a wonderful week I I really am taking off right now I'm sorry if that was a loss of time and if you were waiting for a lesson If you'd like to join my other offerings, I have launched a premium offer where 
for 9.99 a month, you receive four Reiki treatments as a group in my private community. Every Tuesday is a different theme. The next one is the Ace of Wands, a new beginning. It helps you to consider 2019 and to enter 2020 knowing where you stand, knowing your inner compass and knowing where you will go. I look forward to seeing you there. I look forward to connecting with you wherever you are and have a great Wednesday. And I'll see you next week.